internal training it means it's very important because you study timing you become more meditative meditative it means you sense yourself this is glenn murphy with nc systema and this is systema for life Eggers, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. To kick off with, uh, who are you? Where do you train? And uh, and where can people get in touch with you to have a go? Uh, I'm Edgar Sackles uh, from New York City, a system instructor. Mm-hmm. So I teach in Manhattan already since year 2003, so a long time. Yeah, 15 years, I would say, yeah. Yeah, more than. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Great. Well, congrats. Yeah, and we've had the uh, I've had the privilege of uh, crossing paths with you at a few seminars here and there at HQ and stuff, and I've always very much enjoyed training with you. You have a, a incredible kind of sensitivity, I think. Um, so maybe we can get onto where you've developed that a little bit um, as we get into our discussion. But first of all, I'd just kind of like to ask um, how you got started. Was Systema kind of the first martial art that you got into, or was there others that you did before? And what brought you on the path towards training Systema? Uh, basically, it's happened very strange, accidentally. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, uh, we used to have uh, a big martial art gym in uh, Midtown in Manhattan. And uh, in 1999, uh, somebody hosted Vladimir's seminar in our facility. Hmm. So uh, uh, I didn't interesting at all. <laughs> But since I was working out there and train out there, so uh, after the seminar, um, Oversan realized he speak Russian and uh, I speak as well. We start to talk and I told him, do you know, I know somebody with last name uh, Vasiliev from my home country, Latvia. Uh, his name is Valentin. Hmm. And just simply smile and <laughs> he's saying, this is my brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, of course, our conversations bec- uh, become more warm, you know, more interesting to each other. Hmm. We find our friends, uh, uh, same friends. And uh, uh, after the seminar, he gave me a few uh, videos, uh, videotapes, and I watched them. And after one year, I decided to, invite him to New York City myself to our facility to make mm. a seminar and uh, probably yeah that was actually second uh, Vladimir Vasiliev seminar in uh, US wow. in our facility yeah and uh, first I just invite him but then uh, since I see his uh, videos and start to talk interesting and it become for me very exciting and I start to slowly slowly uh, try to do, you know, go to seminars, study. And after three years, uh, he told me, well, let's train, start to teach. <laughs> right. Great. So so you said your facility that you were training at that time. So what were you training in New York City when Vladimir came at that time? Uh, at that time, I was already involved in uh, Kung Fu. I studied Kung Fu for 10 years. So mm. actually already uh, mature. <laughs> yeah advanced practitioner so and at this point you are not in, not interesting anything new <laughs> yeah usually yeah sure. <laughs> but somehow happened with me so it's uh, uh vladimir is a personality of course uh, that first and then after uh, whatever he shows and i see his videos 
so I get excited and just slowly started to study. So did you um did you jump over wholesale to Sistema or did you continue to study Kung Fu and Sistema at the same time? Uh, on beginning, I, I still was teaching uh, Kung Fu and then mm. also I, I uh, practicing a system and slowly start to teach system as well. Mm. I used to have classes in both martial arts and later after probably maybe five years or six, uh, I uh, discontinued to teach uh, Kung Fu and become system instructor. Yeah, great. And they've been there ever since. And now you have a few instructors there, right? I know Kenny. I've met Kenny quite a few times. Kenny Shaw, he's a great yeah, guy. So, yeah. In these years, uh, uh, we have a few more instructors from me. It's Kenny Shaw and Pascal Antonio. Uh-huh. And yeah. other guys, talented guys. <laughs> yeah, great guys. You're a great group. And we've had the benefit of uh, Gabe Stern and Yi Luo, who have been training with you for a little while. And they moved down here to North Carolina for, for work and stuff about um, a year or so ago. And we've, uh, we've very much enjoyed having them in our group too. So so thanks for sending them on. So, <laughs> I think we sent you one, Sarah. She'll be coming soon. So <laughs> we'll do an exchange. It's like exchange students. So <laughs> Cool. So, um, so it seems like your appetite for... And your interest in Sistema training from those early days hasn't really waned. You seem to have like more than most instructors that I can even point to. You have this boundless appetite for travel and training. You've you've trained not not just in the US and Canada, um, traveling for seminars all over the place here, but you've also been to Europe several times. You've been to Russia several times. You've you've gone to accompanied um, Michael to Japan, I believe, like a few times as well. So it right. seems like a, you, you travel and, and train a lot, and you have this kind of energy for it. Well, what drives that? What, what's the what's the main thing behind your kind of constant pilgrimages to study more Sistema? Well, I'm a person who likes to understand as as deep as possible, and uh, so and if you want to do that, you need to go to your uh, sources. And of course, I study uh, from Vladimir. I went many times to Toronto, to Canada, to yeah. study from other uh, instructors. But uh, nevertheless, important to go to Moscow to see what uh, Michael do, how how he teach, what he show the people. And uh, since I start to travel around five years ago, I start to travel more often, mm. and I will say intensively. So I used to have two, three trips a year to either Europe, Moscow, to Japan. Mm. And uh, mm, gradually, I start to mm, understand uh, more and more depth of the system. Yeah. It's giving me yeah. appetite for that yeah. because you expose uh, the teaching. So it's become very exciting. And uh, there is big changes in me and my opinion about system. It's very interesting. So, so when was the first time that you went to... Moscow. Uh, how long had you been training here in the U.S. under Vladimir before you went to Moscow? I probably uh, I don't remember exactly. Maybe 2012, something 13. Yeah, so it's yeah a little bit early. I don't exactly remember year because I literally went to Moscow every year. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, do you remember your first experience going to Moscow and what it was like? Can you describe that for us? Well, first experience, of course, you you see alive Mikhail Repkol, the legend of the Sistema. Hmm. But uh, mm, I guess the first trip uh, for me was mm, I didn't understand I, I didn't understand much. <laughs> yeah. Doing, you know, this is what happened when you st- 
when you become exposed to uh, people who study differently, uh, it's somehow um, hard to understand. It's something different going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, gradually, when I start to travel more, uh, I start to see the difference because uh, um, I myself start to feel something. But before, I didn't feel that. Yeah. Gotcha. So c- can you describe maybe some of the um, differences maybe in emphasis that you felt? Because if you've been training for a little while in Sistema and then in 2012, maybe the first trip to go over there, what, what was the thing that you noticed? One thing that I've heard from people who've traveled uh, you know, to, to Moscow and then trained extensively over here is in, in Moscow, there's a lot more kind of you're in at the deep end, right? That you just, you, you do and people kind of work with you and it's, it's kind of free form a lot more rather than kind of a structured teaching progression. Was that your experience too? Or did you have a mixture? Well, it's, uh, of course, every instructor uh, teach differently. And of course, in headquarters in, in Moscow, they also teach differently. The difference is, uh, uh, um, maybe in men- somewhere in mentality of Russian people is everything going slow, you know, it's like easy going, you know, yeah. there is always time to do more. Hmm. And uh, so uh, that uh, um, we used to live in US, whatever, Western world, everything should be done fast and, uh, you know, <laughs> done. So out there is like people don't care, you know, just doing and enjoy what they're doing maybe more because they, you know, just take the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, very much emphasized on internal work. But it's happened only probably uh, maybe I say maybe last 10 years. Hmm. And since I travel, it's for me maybe five years, maybe more a little bit. And uh, I asked Mikhail Ryabko why he's doing that, because on the old videos I can see he's doing more like energetic, more destructive yeah, work. Physical work. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, I, I asked him, maybe you become older, you want to more internalize. He says, yes, he's smiling. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, it's true because uh, uh, in every martial art, the teachers, when they get older, they, they kind of slow down. And maybe because more wisdom, they more internalize. It doesn't mean they um, they they do something maybe not effective. They still do the same effective way, but uh, they just simply become more wisdom, and uh, they they maybe they have patience to show more details. Yeah. And as a result, uh, I find out in Moscow school also the old students who study with Michael Ryabkov for ten or more years, they came back to him because he started to teach a more internal way that uh, he never exposed it before. Hmm. So, and of course, uh, when I start to travel to Moscow, and uh, I even more travel to Japan, and I will tell you why. Hmm. Um, because uh, when you travel to Japan, there is a, a big attendance of the seminars. It's all, over 150, 70, 200 people. Yeah. And uh, that uh, um, people, uh, the Japanese students, they have much patience. They they really appreciate the teaching. And uh, um, when teacher feel that students very uh, like to do something, whatever he offer as a teacher, then he's also giving his heart out. Yeah. And uh, that's why uh, all trips to Japan is very. Um, it's very useful uh, because the Michael brings his heart out more than everywhere else. Maybe Europe as well. Yeah. 
And uh, when he brings his heart, it means his teaching is also uh, follow it. So mm. his teachings become, you know, like more patient to explain, you know, and because people more interesting, then uh, he's also show more, maybe more details. And I get so excited. I, I even travel twice a year to Japan. Wow, that's <laughs> and, great. Yeah. In one trip, actually, there is a lot, um, not only one seminar. Usually, if uh, Mikhail going to the Japan, uh, he covered two cities, and between two cities, he do classes. So it's mm. basically very intensive um, information. Yeah, I can imagine. Just need to swallow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like drinking from a fire hose, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so in a way, you feel... Um, kind of the instructors mirror the openness of the students. If the students are open to learning new things or they seem patient enough to take it on, then the instructors open up. But if they're impatient and they just want to get on with things right away, then the instructor's like, yeah, well, I guess this is all you can handle right now, right? And they'll just give a, a piece instead. Yeah, absolutely. If the student's not ready, uh, listen first of all. And then, of course, the level is also, if the level is not enough, then teacher maybe just show... Uh, according the level and uh, according the openness, right? Uh, understanding. Mm. And uh, uh, as I see that in Japan, you know, that uh, students is very diligent and they also travel to Moscow a lot. <laughs> By the way, when I go to Moscow, I never see uh, like somebody from US <laughs> or Canada. Mm. Uh, it's mostly uh, uh, the Europeans, uh, few few Europeans, like maybe f- yeah. Uh, the- yeah, and uh, many Japanese, surprisingly, even go to the Moscow. Yeah. So when you when you st- when you go to the Japan and you practice with the uh, Japanese system of practitioners, you can feel the level. It's internal level very developed. Yeah, I've, I've definitely experienced that with lots of people like um, you know Taka I've met up in HQ and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the, uh, amazing skill. Yeah, brain your Onishi as well, who I interviewed um, earlier on. So I was working with him last Toronto uh, last. Uh, some of the parameters of power seminar and hanging out in between and just yeah a very as you say a very kind of unhurried approach just a, an approach to yeah, kind of yeah, feeling yeah. and getting it right and getting yeah, the sensations yeah. and they're not so results focused you know more focused on just um learning right. from the experience in every moment and I, I very much admire that and maybe that's something um as you say maybe there are cultural differences so with with, with russians you say there's there's not so much impatience and they're happy just to kind of um, explore and work slowly and I think the Japanese have that same kind of diligent day in day out mentality I lived in Japan for a couple of years and studied Aikido there and I noticed right away that the difference between the way they studied Aikido and the way that I'd studied in Scotland and uh, where mostly I'd studied before uh, was that um, we would try and cram everything into this hour and a half session that we'd have three times a week or something like that but they would train every single day but for just one hour in the morning and then one hour in the evening. And it was very unhurried and they would do the same exercises and just a focus on form and a focus on just making sure everything was kind of correct. And, and they seemed to have endless patience for that, that perfection of, um, of just the small details, you know, and just working through things. Whereas I think sometimes in, in the States and in Europe too, I think people just, they want to get to the result quicker, right? They're like, show me the good stuff. Show me the cool arm lock or the, the big strike or something. Right. And they, and they miss those, those details that, that actually enable you to do the good stuff later. You know, I think. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also, uh, it's because um, not just uh, Japanese culture itself, but because of martial art culture in Japan, because uh, hmm. they also were internalized and is also probably, 
they, uh, um, they, the all martial arts is always um, related with uh, Zen Buddhism, Buddhism, right? Uh, Shintoism. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those are meditative practices. They, uh, they, what it means, you know, they listen to the body. They, they try to understand very deep. Yeah. And that's why uh, for them, system, uh, that internal part of the system is very attractive. Yeah. And uh, in one of the seminars, actually in two uh, seminars in Japan, there was Zen, Zen master, Zen, uh, Zen master from uh, priest even, right? Yeah. He, come, he came to Mikhail's seminar seminars and uh, there was a press conference after the seminar and uh, he he told michael this is zen buddhism yeah and, yeah and michael agree yeah <laughs> but the funny part was uh, he himself a student he cannot do much you know because in the theory maybe like he's like spiritual master whatever but as a uh, physically he cannot do it you know he doesn't have <laughs> Yeah. So I guess the, the 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 system is blend, you know. It's uh, yeah. Zen in the body. <laughs> yeah, Zen in the body. You yeah. know, is more complete even. Yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting. So, so it's interesting that um, making the distinction between like internal work and external work because this is something I think people have different ideas on or they misunderstand um, what the goal is of the training. And some people look at as uh, internal work as some high pinnacle of training that you go through the physical stuff and then you understand something about your psychological work and then, and then you get into kind of the spiritual and things that go beyond it. And so I think, I think in some martial arts that approach the internal work, it's almost something that's reserved for later. You know, it's like you get, you learn some techniques, you learn some physical stuff and then you get your black belt and then you keep training and then eventually you get to the internal stuff and you get magical powers or something, right? So that's kind of, that seemed to be like the narrative in some martial arts I've seen, but in Sistema, interestingly, it, good instructors, it seems to ask you to work on the internal stuff right away, right? When you're in class, they're not like just escape from this thing, put your foot here and drag the guy to the ground. They're, they're like, see how you feel, right? When somebody approaches you, are you already tense? Are you already feeling things? So they're asking you to go internal right away. How much of that internal training um, do you feel should be emphasized early on in training and how much of it should be kind of drip fed into training as you go along? Or do you have kind of a different view on, on the role that it plays? Uh, yeah, the first of all, I want to say there is much, much misunderstanding about internal work. And mm. then, uh, as you mentioned already, uh, uh, usually mature martial artists, they more internalize. And it's logically because uh, quantity become quality. They be, uh, and it's also wisdom grow, you know, they become older. And yeah. even not older, maybe even uh, uh, that, you know, like very good athletes, uh, like champions, you know, they more relax and more like kind of um how would say the more wisdom come but it's yeah. because of many years of being like uh repetition of techniques you know patterns you know you, you become yeah. more efficient yeah so uh in the system is actually uh it's uh unusual it's not internal art it's external internal i will say and uh, we have emphasized already from the beginning external part and internal Mm. But what is misunderstanding? Because uh, people think like uh, uh, the internal part you can do later. But uh, what this means actually internal training? Internal training, it means, in my opinion, yeah, it's very important because you study timing. 
when you see the Mikhail or Vladimir or uh, another top system guys, they do uh, the replication, uh, you will be amazed that everything is done in the right timing. It can be fast, it can be slow, doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, that right timing, uh, it's come from internal training because yeah. internal training is uh, it's done in slow way. So basically, uh, what happened when you do more internally? You usually re- requirements for internal training is do slowly. Yeah. So you extend the time, so time becomes slower, and when you extend the time, you can uh, manage uh, right timing. Yeah. So, but of course, to do right timing, you not only need to do slower, uh, you need to relax. Yeah. So there's many factors. When you, when, you, when you extend the timing, you become more aware about your relaxation and about your timing. Yeah. So that uh, awareness, it's, 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 this is part of already meditation. So you meditate, you become more aware. So when yeah. you aware, because you do slow. Meditations, you sit maybe. Hmm. You don't do anything. That becomes you slow, very slow. You still. Hmm. So slow training is going the same direction. You do slow, you become more meditative. Meditative, it means you sense yourself. Yeah. If you sense yourself, your relaxation, timing, so then uh, uh, you become so sensitive, you not only feel yourself, but you start to feel others. Hmm. You, you cannot do right timing until you yourself sensitive and hmm. you relax enough. Yeah. How can how you can sense others if you tense? Yeah. You right. have obstacles. You have tension. You cannot sense others. Yeah. So to be on the right time, you have to be sensitive and relax. Yeah. So few things are immediately uh, get in the practice. Right. So slow training, awareness become you know timing, uh, sen- right sensation because in Moscow, not all the time they. They will tell you in details how, how it should, should be done. Hmm. But uh, uh, when they show it to you and they uh, uh, you start to feel something and then you want to uh, study the same sensation, you want to feel that sensation. Yeah. And when you start to feel the sensation, you find this is right, you know. So it's like uh, you find right timing, right sensation. Hmm. And literally, the dimension you go in depth. Yeah. Instead, like in the quantity, you start to go in quality. Yeah. Of course, there is a misunderstanding. The people think, "Oh, I do slowly. What the, uh, what the purpose of slow training? If I, if I want to do fast, you know, you'll not be able to do." But they misunderstand. Uh, slow training is just create your awareness and timing. So it's basically, if you achieve that, uh, your body is uh, is already ready. It doesn't matter if somebody do fast or slow. Yeah. You have that sensation. Yeah. It's time but because you practice uh, the internal way uh, you because you build that uh, sensation you already have it yeah you will spontaneously yeah. maybe sometimes maybe time will be a little bit shifted you know but you will be closer to that um, real timing yeah but if you don't have a uh, internal training then you then your timing will be a little bit shifted off you know you're not sensitive enough yeah is it is there a parallel between the way we train there and maybe and uh, like tai chi and uh xing and some other like chinese internal arts because i noticed that people who cross over from tai chi and other styles who come to our classes we have a student now ryan they do so very very well right because they they spent they seem to spend a long time working at this kind of pace and and working on 
thinking about what's going on inside their bodies. And it's a different kind of approach, and they, they tend to be more structured and they plant their feet a lot more and things like that. And so the, the upper bodies move well and the lower body is not moving quite so much and things. But, but they seem to be more comfortable with this idea of training slow for the benefit of understanding timing and pressure and, and how you shift things around. Are there parallels there or is it for a different reason, do you think? Uh, there is a parallels, but um, uh, parallels in uh, in a slow training. But the problem is because every martial arts, and we, if you talk about internal martial arts, Asian internal martial arts, yeah, they have own way of framing things. So yeah. they become also structured. Even they do internal work, uh, they not that adaptive to um, uh, everyday situation. They yeah. they much become like every other martial arts because uh, mm, the the problem uh, like if you study any martial arts and they frame frame you for something uh, the life life is life you cannot mm. give the frame whatever you study yeah and out of the surprise you will forget even what you're doing you're not able to even perform yeah but in the sistema, you not only uh, mm, you don't care. It doesn't matter what position and situation. You not only sensitive, right? But you also, uh, in addition to internal work, you study the fear. You know, because uh, as you are the you know um, experienced martial art artist and trainer, uh, one of the sistema uh, methodology, uh, the the, the pr- pr- methodology principle. Uh, principle is uh, to start from the body. Yeah. So if the body knows the pressure, the direction, you know, pain, you know, because we hit each other, mm. then your body knows and you become sensitive to that too. Yeah. And because you become sensitive, you sense the time, you know, and then that internal training exactly blend in that way too. Yeah. So you, you more prepare not for the competition because competition is rules but you more prepare for everyday life so that's yeah. why we, we 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 even say you know system is not martial arts it's just life you know yeah. you just properly behave you know in in conversation or in conflict even you know yeah. you 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 may not do anything but you can do it's up to you and up to uh, who you are? You may be law enforcement, military, or may, maybe normal citizen. You know. Yeah. But when you go to external martial arts, they teach you how to punch. You know. Yeah. So can you imagine? You 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 a good guy. You know. You study how to punch. You mm. don't know anything. Then you will punch uh, people who offend you. You know somehow. But yeah. sometimes says you don't need to punch. You mean you can like, move away, or maybe you're so sensitive you 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 not involved in the conflict. Yeah. Because as soon as you sensitize you physically, yeah. then you start to sensitize yourself even on distance. Yeah. So you 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 not get it, not get easy offended, you know. So look like Michael or Vladimir, you know. The face never changes; they sure. always smile. Yeah. But you, but you see other martial artists, they they have much pride in the face, tension, mm. you know, excitement. Hmm. But the, the, our our teachers, professionals, uh, and uh, the, the 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 look is very normal, like yeah. like normal citizen. Even beyond, they have yeah. a background of uh, you know um, uh, uh, being military. Sure. And yeah, and because of that military background, they they agree, agree, bring to system a much much uh, wisdom. You know. Yeah. Wisdom, internal wisdom, how to do things, you know, life. 
Yeah. So that's why we we are beyond the martial arts. We are just we yeah. just we are we are living in a right relaxed way. Yeah, definitely. And that's interesting. You mentioned the, the parallel with them having military backgrounds because sometimes I've seen that also in um, students who have come in with a military background. Sometimes the younger guys are just you know gung ho and they just want to fight. And the reason why they're doing Sistema is to give them more fighting skill. But I tend to see the older guys, the forty plus or the veterans or the people who have done a lot of tours. Well, then they come to learn Sistema. They have this relaxed demeanor about them anyway. They're kind of like, I've been there, I've done it, I've got nothing to prove, right? And they, so they have these relaxed faces and this relaxed demeanor. And it's almost like Sistema helps you to find that within yourself, right? Without having to be like downrange for 20 years and getting shot at, which is, uh, I, I applaud the people that do it and I support them 100%. And it's, but it's obviously not something that everybody wants to do all the time. You know, it comes with a cost for everybody um, and that kind of stuff. But Sistema allows you to find that, that piece in a different way maybe it makes it helps you to understand your limitations what you can and can't do and so you've got less to prove maybe right so and so then when you act you do it out of a genuine sense of what your values are instead of maybe oh, i feel like i should fight this guy because of my friends are watching or yeah or something like exactly. that yeah there's interesting there's a student a private student i had um, this morning he's a he's a lawyer in the area really nice guy and uh he was talking about a friend of his who did krav maga for a lot bunch of years or like not to you know down bad mouth that or anything like that but he was just sort of saying the guy was very strong and he could fight really well and he was super fit because he did like a hundred burpees at the start of every krav maga class you know it's almost like the crossfit of martial arts you know everybody there gets really fit all the time um but he said that his mentality was such that if there was a conflict and somebody was talking to him funny or you know said something he would be ready to hit them immediately like all the time like with uh, you know too much and he was on an airplane once and there some guy was in his seat right somebody guy had taken his seat and he started arguing with the guy and he was ready to punch him and you know and this steward came along and he, he got thrown off the plane because <laughs> you can't start a fight on an airplane just for no reason you know kind of that way so it's it's often not the resolution but you know as is often said if all you all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail right if you practice that one response to any conflict which is right. go forward right. smash 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 then it's hard to switch that off that becomes your default and it becomes a part of you a little bit right and it's a it's hard to then do something else you're fighting your these learned tendencies instead of letting go of things and just listening to who you actually are maybe yeah talking about military like uh, like sistema it's it's uh, like for example um i i returning again back to the timing yeah in politics on military uh the things need to be done in the right time you cannot do before you cannot do after you have to sense of timing right yeah so and same as in martial arts yeah so you need to do things on the time mm. but there is another thing around that uh, mm, uh in a life so yes you know sometimes you can punch the person on time but there is another thing around uh you need to also estimate uh, uh, amount what you can do it in specific situations that's why it's like Sun Tzu military strategy. Yeah, you you need to do on the time, but you also need to do. You need to know what to do. Yeah, and if you if you study all the time, be angry, you know, punch others, you know. Of course, it's what you know, and then you will punch the people, you know, hmm. and then you no need to do. Sometimes, uh, as a normal like uh, person, you know, like you can avoid, you not involved, you know. Hmm. But sometimes you can hit when nobody see, you know. It can be that approach. So. Yeah. Should be uh, should be a smart way. You cannot jump to conclusion right away, punish or or do something else. Yeah. So, do you think that there's um, 
so you've you've called out the example of the internal work helping you to master timing, right? Working slowly enough that you're building an awareness of timing. Do you think it also builds awareness of other attributes? Because um, what I find is that people who work very well with, who have great internal awareness and they seem to work very internally, um, have like this intuitive understanding also of balance in themselves, right? That they don't have to work hard to keep their back straight or their legs relaxed or avoid shifting their weight from one leg to another that balance seems to become an intuitive thing that they just maintain and and interestingly while i was studying aikido and there's a lot of different approaches to that some are a lot harder like the riot police train the style of yoshinkan where they you know practice smashing each other really hard with the ridges of their hands and snapping wrists all the time it's legendarily brutal and then at the other end of the scale you have these key aikido people who kind of you know just work on just trying to get the timing and they barely kind of wave their hands at each other and then the guy's falling over and diving over and all that kind of stuff, right? And um, and some styles are somewhere in the middle. They look at some of the physical and then some of the timing and things like that. Um, but interestingly, my instructor in Japan, who was very traditional and studied under, you know, the the founder of Aikido, um, Ishiba Morihei, and he was asked a question when I was there about, you know, what's key and all that kind of stuff, this internal energy. And, and he had the opinion, he's like, key is mastery of balance, right? Nothing more. It's just mastery of balance, right? If you have an internal energy about you, then you've mastered your balance and then you, you're not easily perturbed and you understand how balance works in yourself. You understand how balance works with someone else and all the other distance relationships and things that come out of Aikido are just out of that internal sense of where the balance is. And I thought that was really interesting. He's, he kind of demystified it and said it wasn't magical. It was just uh, an awareness that gives you this mastery of balance. Do you feel like Sistema does, the internal work in Sistema does this some of the same thing for Sistema students, that it gives them awareness of their own balance and other people's? Because a common complaint I hear from um, fairly new students is that, you know, as instructors, we ask them to look for where the tension is and look for where the person's structure is weak, and they just can't see it, right? They, they look at it with their eyes and they can't see, uh, unless there's obvious arms and legs out of position or somebody's bending over backwards, they, they have real trouble seeing that tension. Um, and in my experience in training, it's become more about feeling that tension, which is easier to do when you're in contact. And then later you can start to see patterns of it as people move from what you perceive as a strong balanced position and that kind of stuff. Do you feel like that this slow internal work with an emphasis on the awareness of yourself and your partner helps to build that sense too? So there's a, it, it builds both um, an awareness of balance and timing and maybe other things too. Well, about balance, it's like, as you see, like uh, even Aikido or whatever, they're very well balanced, but there's some stiffness in the movement, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but it's because they still, they have a frame how they need to be act, you know, how to stand, and they even become more tense when they wear the uniform. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of keep them the tension. Hmm. So it's basically, uh, yes, at some point uh, in some situations, uh, uh, and mostly we stand, you know, vertical, we need to have a balance. But then uh, what we study to work in any situations, you can, you know, from the sitting, laying down in corners. So yeah. you, in life is always break your uh, balance, right? Yeah. But the, but the point, uh, you still study balance, not only in the standing position to stay vertical, but the balance is also laying and sitting down. Yeah. So you are in the spine. Uh, in any situation, so still right. it twist laying or sitting down. As soon as you 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 over sun, you start to go in that way, which is normal. Yeah, it's happening, you know, because of situation. But you uh, in any situation, you still balance your out. Yeah. But they don't study uh, the positions like uh, you know uh, care of situation laying and sitting down. They study mostly they study just standing and. Uh, hmm. 
because of that frame, they become more stiff. For us, it doesn't matter. Yeah. In the scenario, you will find out. So basically, there is misunderstanding about the relaxations, uh, misunderstanding about balance, yeah. misunderstanding about posture. Yeah. There is more deeper than that. Yeah. And and uh, as soon as you start to do internally, you see uh, people say, oh, I'm relaxed. But they don't relax because they don't even feel their tensions. They yeah. just, they can be a very healthy person uh, without injuries and looks like a line normally. Yeah. But the tense, you know, because uh, as, as soon as you start to do internal work and, and, and uh, somebody who is very uh, experienced at the point, and then you say, wow, I never think about that. Yeah. There is such a things like uh, tips, you know, you never think about that. You feel you relax, but you're not relaxed because n- nobody tell you, no, nobody pointed you to that. Yeah. The, the, the problem sometimes uh, we don't know those small details that make us completely different. You kind of, wow, it's yeah. like opening. And then because of that internal training, you know, the tips, you know, how, uh, how to feel, you know, and then you blend it and it's become. Yeah. And of course, like uh, 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 in a system, you need to be strong. There is nothing wrong about external training and all those trainings who to, to make yourself uh, more stronger, it's good. But one thing, and uh, you already know from many exercises, we also study how to find relaxation with intention. Yeah. That aspect too. So if you look like Vladimir or Michael, uh, Vladimir, he's a very strong person, but uh, he's very soft. Yeah. Yeah. So, but softness is come uh, because of that internal relaxation. So yeah. he's very uh, fluid. Yeah. But it can be somebody also very strong. But then you right away feel rigidness. Uh, so they 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 have tension. They are strong but tense. Yeah. So for us, for the survival, it's better to be strong, but um, more like I'm saying juicy, like hmm. uh, it's like like child. You know, they they more juicy. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Of course, so wet and be, malleable. Yeah, yeah. 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 You skinny, but 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 you internally you search for that way that uh, when uh, even you have bones, you know they like uh, like floating in the flesh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the flexation, right? Yeah, I see that in my five-year-old. It's amazing. I play Sistema games yeah, with him, you know, grab something. escape, and so he's like a he's like a little dolphin, you know, he just goes in and around things all the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's in a system. It's very important to develop different qualities, and nobody even think about that, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, if you if you had some advice that you could give to your younger system self, right? If you could have, if you could go back in time, like about ten years or something like that, and say something to younger Edgars that, to to help him to absorb system better, um, would you? What what advice would you give to somebody further um, newer in their training? Well, uh, being young, you know, you need to uh, show off with your power, strength, you know, you need to be proud and you have ego, which is normally. Yeah. So this is a stage of development. That's mm-hmm. why when you come to Sistema classes, you can see like people a little bit older, you know, there is not so much youngsters, right? Yeah. People not interesting what we do. It doesn't matter what I will tell them, you know, they will never listen to me. They have a lot of media, media, movies, whatever, uh, advices from all those uh, mm. external martial arts, and they will always serve for that. But, um, you know, uh, I, I hope, you know, sometimes uh, parents, you know, uh, teach the kids, you know, because uh, there's some 
some young people, they listen to parents and they maybe get advice and they study. And uh, at least what I advise, you know, people who uh, just maybe say bad things or don't believe in Sistema, hmm. I advise just come to the class, you know, take a few classes, feel it. Yeah. And then feel yourself the difference. And, and then you also find why we do this and that. Because uh, people judge just from watching videos, you know, or somebody's opinions. Yeah. But uh, in order to understand somebody, you need to go to their shoes, you know, literally jump to the class, you know, even you don't believe. Yeah. Take a few classes and then you see. And of course, they still maybe don't stay in the system because they want to compete. Fine. Hmm. But you can also go compete and uh, on the side you can study system because yeah. uh, whoever come to the system from external martial arts, they always benefit. Yeah. Because they they see something behind that allow him allow them to do their own martial arts in more finer way. Yeah. This we We no need to go to external martial arts, but they can le- learn a lot from us. Yeah, yeah. That's why you see people um, you know, talking with Martin over there in Los Angeles. You know, you have like Higgin Machado, who's runs a school with. He advises his jujitsu students now to you should train Sistema or help make your yeah. jujitsu better. And Dan Inosanto, you know, he's legendary in Filipino martial arts. He's like everybody should. Try system, it just makes everything better. It's like a, a new operating system here. Yeah, yeah I can encourage you know, do your own martial arts, yeah. whatever you like, because you have passion, especially a young person, you know, you want to compete. Why not go compete? Yeah, I advise the young people just to come and take it, those parts, uh, which is missing in external martial arts that that wisdom, hmm. so your movements can be more rounded, you know, you become more aware. And you can blend your uh, system way of fighting. Not necessary to be system fighter. Yeah. Uh, because we, we don't we don't uh, we we no need to go there. We no need to prove we are different people. Yeah. But it greatly benefits them. Yeah, definitely. But otherwise, yes. Why not practice whatever? Uh, for young people, they need more something physical. You know, they need to show themselves, which yeah. is fine. This is their age. <laughs> <laughs> they need to live that experience that. And then uh, and later, they, they, from their injuries or from the sufferings, they find out, wow, I should early be considered my relaxation, whatever. But now it's a little bit too late. But anyway, you can learn something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can maybe repair some things and yeah, right, right, right. stop injuring yourself. Yeah, yes. it's nice. So uh, just a couple more questions, if that's okay. And I've been t- taking a lot of your time, but I really appreciate this conversation. It's fa- all fascinating to me. Um, one thing, what's, what's the most surprising thing that you've learned um, maybe about yourself or maybe about martial arts in in your path along the way? And what was the hardest lesson that you've learned? What was the thing that was most difficult for you to take on? Well, most difficult because, uh, um, you know, when, when you study any martial arts, they you always promote it, you know. Uh, you have belt system, you know. <laughs> you hmm. you always get satis- satisfaction, you know. Sooner or later, you're satisfied because, uh, you know, you see you're growing because somebody give you something yeah. whatever right yeah but uh, in system you are who you are you know you you know who cares you know nobody you know you, you don't have anything on your uh, forehead as a black belt or written or whatever so hmm. and uh, each time uh, you you realize you have uh, levels of frustrations beginning frustration uh, because you expect something and later frustrations uh, but frustrations is just uh, you you do some mistakes and uh, it's just uh, part of education. Yeah. 
real education when you do mistakes you need to do mistakes in all in order to learn yeah if somebody say all the time you are good you know you you are you are wrong you you misunderstanding because you will suffer later in your life because you never go through the mistakes you don't learn anything hmm. we need to have a little bit suffering yeah. in a way of mistakes okay you know frustration is good and yeah. then you get again motivated some people go away when you know hmm. which is uh you know it means the person is not strong enough you know he just give up you know but who stayed they become even stronger yeah so of course, uh, as I study too, you know, I study different martial arts. I study samba, kung fu, karate, and uh, you need to. But I didn't break anything, you know. I just simply drop, you know. So at mm. some point, uh, you need to have uh, that ability to easily drop. You, you don't, you kind of, you don't hang on anything, you know. You can be purely as a systema. Yeah. You may sometimes maybe hit something from a. Uh, in your um, uh, body from other martial arts, but uh, if you kind of drop it, you know, it goes away. So you become uh, just a pure system of body, as I say. Yeah, right. And the, and the most surprising thing? What, what were you most astounded by? Maybe going to Russia or, or some experience that you had that was surprising to you? Well, surprising is actually about depth of the system. You you uh, you can do you can go in a depth more and more. There is no end. Yeah. So you can you know you can practice all life, and there is no frustration. Mm. It's just uh, as soon as you see some end, you know, uh, and then you may reach the end, maybe black what black belt whatever. Uh, you will think you will satisfy. Will be not satisfied because you will be ordered that and that point in a way. Uh, you're not growing. Yeah. So uh, when you have something which, uh, as a life, life is always give you challenges. Mm. System training system itself give you challenges, and that's why when you have challenges, you always uh, never stop. People come, oh, I wanna you know get the martial art one year, two years, a few lessons, but they don't understand. It's not like thing you know which you buy in the store. Mm. It's actually life. So why not to practice system like? your hobby or life, you know, you you don't need to be professional, but uh, uh, by doing Sistema, you will be better in everything in your life, not necessarily physically. I find out this is, uh, it's completely changed your life. There are many Sistema guys who study for many years, and I know they, they they will tell the same thing. Yeah. This is about very amazing about Sistema. Yeah, it's it's boundless, right? And it becomes a part of you after a while. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. yeah. The the deeper I get in, the further away the end of it seems to be. You know, it's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's problem. Yeah. Nobody not you know. Yeah, and it's good. Right? It's not frustrating. It's a good thing, right? You're like, wow, this is I can do this forever. This is great. <laughs> right. Well, thanks so much, Eggers. I really appreciate um, you taking the time. And um, if people want to train with you in uh, Manhattan, how would they find you online? What's the uh, 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 It's very easy. Sistema New York City, Sistema Manhattan. Uh, they can find me immediately in Manhattan. In Midtown, very convenient location. So I have three three days of classes, yep. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So Yeah. Easy. Great. Well, thanks so much. I'll put those uh, links in the show notes, and hopefully we'll have reams of New Yorkers winging their way to your door above <laughs> on hearing this. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice thank you, me. and hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. 
If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can share it with your friends online, you can write a review on iTunes, or you can support us directly with a monthly contribution of $1, $5, whatever you can afford. To become a Sistema for Life patron, please visit www.patreon.com slash ncsistema. Any and all contributions are very much appreciated. They help us to keep the podcast going and to keep it advertising free. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training. Thank you.